0: you need indeed
1: you
2: chugged that <laughs> we're, about one half, we're about halfway there we're just saying that he's off to a nice start why does it have to be all or nothing all the time
1: like what am i doing i'm doing it for the show field of 68 till i die <laughs> this is the field of 68 after dark show the only place that you need to be for college hoops every single night all right, welcome into a special Monday night edition of the Field of 68s. After dark, we are presented by our partners over at Bet Rivers. And this is a special edition, not just because conference tournaments kicked off today with the NEC, I think Fairleigh Dickinson's season is over, but because we have brought in ESPN's Jeff Borzella, who just might have the best hair in all of college basketball. We've also brought in Terrence Oglesby who might, well, he doesn't have any hair. hair. Yeah. Yeah, The the worst worst hair. Whatever. i have some pretty bad hair too. Um, We've also got both Chris Beard and Mark Adams coaching tonight. Not against each other, unfortunately, because that's always entertaining. Uh, But right now we've got Baylor barely uh, beating Texas in Austin in the final game at the Irwin center. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to After Dark on YouTube. Uh, You can also listen to the show each and every night on Sirius XM ESPN Radio Channel 84. But what we are going to get started with is something that nobody talks about in college hoops because most people don't know what the hell is going on with it. That's why we brought Borzello on because Borzello is the expert, the absolute expert on hot seat talk. Are you admitting yeah. that I know
2: something about the hot seat?
1: I am. I taught you well. Oh, I taught you well. You, so you, you were kind of my protege. You, you
2: complimented me just to set yourself up for a compliment.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Pretty Well, I, I feel like you you killed it in your column. You know, it used to be where we would co-byline the column at ESPN. Now you've just taken it off. I stole it. I stole it. You stole it. But listen, the hot seat talk is real. Uh, it, it's difficult sometimes to get good information. Uh, but we talked to a lot of coaches, a lot of people throughout the industry trying to get as much info as we can. And let's start off. And, T.O., you're going to do a lot of listening here.
3: That's but good. we're going we're to have I you weigh prefer, in. I would prefer to do a lot more listening. Well, when,
1: when Clemson and Brad Brunel comes up, we're, we're going to get you involved. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. For those who don't know, Terrence Oglesby was a former Clemson Tigers uh, sharpshooter on most nights, there were some nights when he wasn't so sharp in his shooting. It wasn't um, for a lack of trying, though. That's it. No, it definitely was not. <laughs> the trigger was always there. Uh, yeah. All right, let's start with Louisville. The best job on, on the market, the best job that's going to be on the market, because it is a top 10 job. And all the other top jobs, uh, I think, Borzello, this this carousel, they're probably not going to open up because they all they all did last year, most of them, right? I mean, Duke. Carolina, Arizona, Indiana, a lot of really good jobs popped last year. UCLA, two years ago, UCLA. three years ago at this point. Yep. Yeah. Not a lot um, of life. UCLA might pop again. I, I Listen, I'm
3: well, not
2: that,
1: – that, That's related to, to Louisville. Yes. There we
2: go. You, that's a good segue by you. Um, it is a
1: good segue. Everybody thinks it's going to be Kenny Payne. Right. And that it was a given that it was going to be Kenny Payne who played at Louisville, who is absolutely adored – Everywhere he goes, Louisville, assistant at Kentucky, now with the Knicks. Um, How confident are you, Jeff Borzello, that Kenny Payne is going to be the next head coach at Louisville?
2: Uh, Less confident than I was like three weeks ago. I mean, I'm sure you heard the same thing, that it was going to be like Kenny Payne within two weeks. Like he was there, he was interviewing, like all these rumors spreading – almost as soon as the job opened and nothing happened. And I just, there's just a lot of whispers about other people having interest or the school having interest in some people. And maybe Kenny's not interested, not as interested as people make it seem. Louisville is maybe not as interested in him as people make it seem. There's just a lot of these rumors going around that, and I'm not saying he's not going to end up getting the job, but it's, it does not seem as, you know, he doesn't how much of that to get it.
1: But how much of that is, is purposeful
2: misdirection or something like that? Is that no, I
1: think how much of that is that they're trying to get in right now. All right.
2: Well, so let me ask you this. Do you believe any of the Scott Drew whispers? I don't. It? No. Me neither. I, I, Zero. I don't really understand why. He, he doesn't fit in leave.
1: Louisville at all. Now, again, like he wasn't pursued by Indiana last year when he should have been. So maybe Scott Drew is saying, well, you know only,
2: what? He couldn't leave Baylor after winning the title. The, the, no, but I'm but, oh, but he never
1: even got called. So what I'm saying is maybe he wants to be stroked a little bit here uh, by somebody else, by Louisville, you know, showing some interest after Indiana didn't even show it last year. I, I Listen, I don't think there's any way Scott Drew goes to Louisville. I think it's, it's Kenny Payne or Mick Cronin. And ultimately, they're going to do a little dance with Mick Cronin.
2: Well, so here's my thing on Cronin. Like, I feel like if he was interested, they would know by now. That's, that's kind of how I feel. I feel like they would have made, you know, their dozens of calls on him already, and they would know if he had legit interest. And, I, I mean, I don't know. But, the, you know, the interim AD coming out a couple weeks ago and saying we want somebody in place when our season ends, being Louisville's season. Sure. It kind of added a little fuel to the people that think Kenny Payne is the guy and it's, it's almost done. But, I mean, I've, I've spoken to people he, that... He's an interim
1: been, AD. Borzello, he's an interim AD. How many times has he done this? Zero. Correct.
2: Fair. I will say that there are people that pretty close to the situation that know that he's been making calls in the past few days. You know, just trying to yep. feel people out and get, get some more information. And, and there, I mean, it's, it's almost impossible to say that it's done to Kenny Fain at this point. I, I still think... If I had to put money down, he'd be the favorite. But I don't think it's nearly as close as, as people thought a month ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, Mick Cronin's buyout is almost twelve million. Okay, so yeah. Louisville's going to have to pay a, a, a significant part of that.
2: He's also making uh, four at UCLA. Yeah, but
1: Louisville can pay. I mean, listen, yeah. but I'm just saying, Louisville a, can pay a, seven if they right. want to. It's, so it's a pretty money- big payout. It is, but but you're you're talking Louisville. They've got a ton of money. They, have, they pay they the money, They don't have
2: the same money they had like five years ago, six years ago.
1: No, but they have more money than UCLA to yeah. pay a coach. Yeah, clearly.
3: Yeah.
1: And the question is, if you're Mick Cronin, would you rather be on the West Coast at UCLA where you've already rebuilt this thing and you've got it going, or would you rather go to Louisville where you're from, closer to home? Yeah, closer to home. However. And, and Tio, you can weigh in on this one. Louisville does not have a, a permanent AD. They don't have a president. They still don't know what their NCAA situation is going to be. If I'm Mick Cronin, I might do the dance right now, but but I'm not going with that other girl. I'm not going with her back home because I don't know what the hell is going to happen with, with their AD, with their
3: president. With the it's, NCAA it's, it's, stuff. It's,
2: it's not the top 10 job it was five years ago. Right right. this second, it's not.
3: Right. Yep. The thing that makes it, you guys were talking about, you know, pay pay difference and everything like that. My first thought was, man, you live in Louisville. It's going to be a lot cheaper than living out in L.A. <laughs> like, you know, plus the extra $3 million if they're willing to come off, uh, off of $7 million a year. There's just too much up in the air. And he does have it going right now at UCLA. They're recruiting at a high level. Does Mick want to come back home? I think that's the biggest thing. But at the same yeah. time, like n- no AD, like no university no president. president, yeah, yeah. It you can't make go. S- yeah, if you're you Mick can't. Cronin, you can't. To me, you can think about
1: it all you want. You can't, unless you hate your AD, Martin Jarmon. You can't leave. That's the only way you would leave a situation like UCLA is. You're not getting along with the administration, which I'm told is not the case.
2: I've heard. He, I've heard he likes it out there.
1: Yeah, Maybe he does. As as How can you not? The
2: Midwest, right? I hundred percent agree.
1: All right, moving on. Maryland, the second biggest job open, probably the second biggest job that's gonna open this year. You can argue, arguably. I mean, yeah. listen, we'll see what else pops, but you know, we'll talk about Georgetown a little bit. But Mark Turgeon quits on his team earlier this year, and not much has happened with Damon Evans. he's made some calls, obviously. He's trying to figure it out, swinging for the fences a little bit here. But you're not going to be able to get Nate Oates and his $12 million buyout. Um, you're not going to be able to get, I think, Ed Cooley, certainly based on what he's done at Providence this year. I don't think he leaves for Maryland. We'll talk again about Georgetown in a little while because I think it would be more likely he would leave for Georgetown. But Is he not a candidate at
3: Louisville? Is he not a candidate at Louisville?
1: Yeah, I've, I have not heard his name. I, I don't think up. I don't think he fits in, in in Louisville. To be honest, I don't think he would mm. leave Providence for Louisville. Even again, you know he's got an AD coming in there, and I don't know if you met him when you were at Providence, T.O., but he's been there forever. And Eddie gets along with him great. Like not good. This guy is a star and a great sales guy, and he knows everybody. Coo- Cooley's not going anywhere anytime soon. He's just not. All right, so Maryland. Who, who are your names, Borzella, besides Andy Enfield is the one that we hear over and over and over.
2: That's are you buying same. that? So the two names that kind of popped up when the job first opened in early December were Andy Enfield, Kevin Willard. And right. three months have passed, and it's like you're kind of still with those two names. And that's weird to me. Like I feel like there's, there's a dark horse somewhere that we just haven't heard about yet. And I just I don't know who it is. I wish I did. But I'm like, hey, I don't think Ed Cooley would take it. And so I think you go to that next tier. And the only two names that I keep hearing are Andy Enfield and, uh, and Kevin Willard. I mean, there were some Eric Musselman rumors last yeah. week. I don't think he would take it. Uh, he's got two top 10 kids coming in next and year. This.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and so I, I, I tend to think it ends up being Enfield or Kevin Willard. Uh, personally, I mean, Willard is, has a little bit more experience co- uh, recruiting that area um but i mean enfield's had a hell of a year he's had a hell of a three-year stretch now um yeah. but again I, I i gotta think there's some sort of wild card that we just haven't really heard a lot about yet
1: tio you got any names you got any any nope. suggestions for damon evans at
3: maryland I, I i got nothing guys i'm gonna sit i'm gonna sit most of this one out because a lot of this i don't have all this inf- inside information yeah. but i i will say something about the maryland job like sure if it gets cracking. And, like, that fan support is unbelievable. I, I know that they don't have the funds that a lot of other places do, especially at their level. But at the same time, it's got to be a fun job. to it, Like, if you're able to get that rocking. Yeah. If, that, that, if. Yeah, it's a big if. It's a big if. But your recruiting base right there in at Maryland, you got that entire Northeast. Kids grow up in D.C. wanting to play at Maryland. And I think that's skinned. a big part of it.
1: Got to yep, be thick-skinned. You, you know, we, we should have brought SVP on for a quick, you know, segment here. Uh, of Maryland he may be going live after this Baylor Texas game so I don't know if he could pull it off
3: but... you got the cheap bald guy that's what happened yeah, we man. did we you got the cheap did. bald
1: guys yes. <laughs> yes we and we got we got the one that's not as plugged into the Maryland job trust me that's right that's right our boy SVP I, he, he claims he doesn't know what's going on but I'm telling you he's on that search committee there's no question in my mind he is high up on that search committee because uh he introduced I don't know if you guys saw last night he introduced Gary the, Lynn, the yeah. 2002 the team. Yep. team with Gary Williams. So, uh, all right, next one. And we'll bounce around. We'll probably, uh, for those that want more hot seat talk after this, we will talk it in the afters. So this is going to be a late edition with Borzello and T.O. is going to be educated a little bit. He's going to have to probably uh, have some more caffeine to get through the show. But Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. I still believe Borzello that Georgetown is a top 20-ish job in America. I know people kill me for it. Providence fans think Providence is a better job than than Georgetown. They're out of their frigging minds. But Georgetown, just because they've sucked lately doesn't mean it's not a top 25 job. It means the coaches haven't done what they should do at that spot. And, And that's JT3 at the end and Patrick Ewing now in his fifth season they're 0-17 in the Big East. They made the tournament last year, but really there was a lot of luck involved with them making that run. They've, they've been basically irrelevant for his five years for the most part.
2: They have to take the the D.C. area recruiting back from Villanova. Like That's that's the biggest part. Totally. Is that, that's how they become a top 20 job, top 15 job in the country again is if, if they get that recruiting base back. There's a ton of talent there. But, you know, if you're, if you're a top 25, top 50 kid that wants to play Big East basketball, you're going to play at Villanova. That's just how it's been for the last, yes. whatever, five, seven, eight years. And so I think that's going to be the biggest key for the next guy. But, I mean, Ewing, I think they had nine wins before the Big East tournament run last year. Right. They're probably going to end up 0-20 in Big East games this season. Like, that's just, it's, it's, that's hard. Like, it's hard to survive. But the problem is, yeah. can you really fire Patrick Ewing? And he said in the press conference, I think it was yesterday, <laughs> that he's not, he wants to come back next year. Now, I don't know what he would have said if he, if, if he really wanted to quit. You're not announcing it with a, a two no. weeks left in the no. season. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the rumor is they're going to ask him to make staff changes. If you're Patrick Ewing, you could say, I don't need this job. I'm not firing my friends. I'm just not going to do this. And then maybe Georgetown parts ways with him. Right. I, I mean, I just think after an 0-20 year, given the, I guess, lack of success he's had since he's taken over, to me, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to – make a case for the it's hard to make a case that he deserves to say another year whether he will that's
1: a come on case. if his name 100%. wasn't Patrick Ewing he'd be no, fired I said that, I know, said, that. I,
2: right. I know I said he'd be I said, gone fire Patrick Ewing yes right. 100% right. agree um I I would lean I still lean that it's going to open if you if you ask me to pick yes or no I say yes me too I I, I just I mean there's just all
1: right if it yeah. does I'm going to give you one and and gonna give we're going go to go a break give, here gonna, in, in a minute
2: Ed, you're going to give Ed Cooley aren't you
1: no. Cause I don't think he'll take it, okay. but he is the first name I would call a hundred percent. Wouldn't yeah. even be close. If it, honestly, if I was Lee Reed, I'd be driving down to Ed Cooley's house in Providence with all the cash legitimately loaded <laughs> with cash. Just meet him in the say, garden next week. Done. How can you turn this down? Georgetown, look at all the players, check out our practice facility. Now, Providence is a beautiful practice facility. Now, um, I don't, the history at Georgetown, again, the dearth of talent in the area that you could drive to within an hour. You know, I, I just, but again, I don't think Ed Cooley does it at the end of the day because of the season he's having at Providence and that he is from there. So who do you go with? Ed Cooley says, no, who is your, your next name? Who's your
2: name? You're very excited about this name. Who's your name? I don't know. Who I would go is. Dennis
1: Gates. I would go Dennis that was, Gates.
2: That was going to be my name too. So yeah. I wish I, I wish I stole it from you. I mean, well, I, we're I, in agreement. I, I think he has to take a job this spring.
1: Yes, um, and that and one is the best one he, he can get. I 100%. know, hundred
2: percent. Yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know there's there's some SEC jobs that we'll we'll talk about in the afters, and, and we'll go through, um, you know, Georgia, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Missouri, Missouri maybe Ole, Ole Miss. Maybe. Yeah. Florida, and hopefully not Florida. I, I will I give a
2: passionate defense of Mike White when we talk Florida. Me
1: too. I'm I, listen. I'm there with you a thousand percent on that one. But listen, Scott Strickland at Florida. All I know is the dude brought in, I say this all the time and people laugh at me. The dude brought in Rick Ray to clean up the mess left behind by Rick Stansbury. And he fired the dude three years later. So I never know what to expect out of out of, out of Scott Strickland. Um, give me, give me the job. Does Tom Crean have any shot of surviving this with all the bullshit that's gone on lately with, assistant coaches and staff members. Is there any chance Tom Green can last beyond year four?
2: I say no. And then that's the one job where, I mean, a lot of the jobs we're going to talk about now and on the afters, we're going to say it can still go either way. And, you know, it's trending toward one direction or the other. George is the one where I just, I mean, I, I would say 100% it's going to open. Fact, 100% it's going to open. And I do think a favorite is already emerging uh, and it would be Jonas Hayes. Um, that just seems Ooh, to be the, interesting. Name, you think he... the name that keeps popping up talking to anybody is Jonas Hayes. Dennis Gates is another name and Todd right. Golden's another name. Yep. But Jonas Hayes seems to be the kind of the consistent name that keeps popping up in conversations about the job. They want to take yeah, I... that, that Atlanta recruiting back. Now, I don't know if that's really a way to have sustained success in Georgia, but I do think that they have to do a better job of keeping talent home.
1: Yeah, I talked to one one coach uh, who, who, who's very familiar with that area, and he said, be careful. Yep. Be careful recruiting in Georgia because a lot of those dudes that have come out of Georgia, now, there's been a lot of really good ones too, but a lot of them uh, have not panned out. Um, all right, we got about a minute left in this Baylor-Texas game. Baylor up eight. When we come back from the break, I'll tell you why I still think, and I keep flip-flopping on them, but I still think the Baylor Bears can get back to the final four. Clear for 90. All
5: right, we got a couple questions. One that I like okay. here from okay. from Joey Steven. Former Duke players on the hot seat. Chris Collins, Jeff Capel, Bobby
2: Hurley. Whose seat is the hottest right now? What was it? What was it, Collins? Oh, Collins, Capel, and Hurley? Yeah. Collins? Pretty I, good. I, I wow. think it would be Collins just because Capel's got the $15 million buyout, and Hurley, I'm under the impression, or he, I, everyone around him is under the impression that yeah. he's coming back next year. So just by kind of process of elimination, I say Chris Collins, but I don't think he's getting fired.
1: I, I will say this. I think that the best chance that one of them isn't there, is it in, in Tempe? I think the best chance that one yeah, of them isn't there next yeah, year. That's fair. And, and I think Hurley is movable where the other guys are not movable. So uh I think Hurley, if he could get something else, he would. How much
3: do you? Re- How much do you really have to win at Northwestern, too? I mean, like, might be the
1: you just can't suck like they have for the last yeah. few years. That's the Somebody problem. You that. you raise the expectations, and now you thirty seconds followed it up with, with mm-hmm. not a lot. All right, you got and, one and more, Greg. Sure
5: do. We got an elite name in the chat right now. This is from Good Jeffman. Is Mike Anderson on the hot seat? <laughs> Twenty seconds. St. Twenty
1: uh, seconds. Um. Uh, No, you're not going to fire him after year three, again, and and two of them being in a pandemic. Ten. Uh, But he's done exactly what I thought he'd do. Five. Five. Period. So I think it'll be a one more year. One. All right, welcome back to the Field of 68s After Dark. I am Stadium's Jeff Goodman. I'm joined here by uh, none other than former Clemson star Terrence Oglesby and ESPN's Jeff Borzello. We are talking a little bit more uh, of the hot seat before this Baylor-Texas game uh, concludes and Marcus Carr hits a three, but Baylor, with 5.9 seconds left, is going to get a sweep of the Texas Longhorns. And uh, we could talk certainly about the disappointment that has been uh, Chris Beard and his cast of uh, transfers. But let me get to... uh, one before we, <laughs> Tio, I got to do it to you, man. I got to do it to you. I'm hitting you with your, cl- as he I was, said. He
2: was, he was so happy we did not get to this.
3: You, we're going to get to I it was, right now. I was, now. was thrilled. I was Quickly,
1: thrilled. we're going we're gonna to get to it. Brad Brunel, one of the nicest human beings on the planet, is in his 12th, 12th season at Clemson. He was going to be fired a few years ago, and then he went to the Sweet 16 in 2018. I actually sat down with Dan Radakovich. It was in Omaha. And I sat down with him and I went at him and I said, "He was a former AD there. I said, are you going to give him an extension? And he tried to kind of weasel out of it. And I'm like, are you going to give him an extension? They're in the sweet 16 right now. How can you not? Well, they gave him an extension. They went to the NCAA tournament last year, but it's been a lot of mediocrity for the most part at Clemson. Um, Tio, what are you hearing there? What are you, What are your? What are your sources telling you? It's, it's
3: so tight-lipped over here. Like I don't even know what to tell you guys. Like there, it's just it's been what it's always been. Like it's there's some people that are like, well, it's, what, it's what's time. the word on the street? The word, what street? Literally that, the street? There's like yeah. four your street. streets here. What is the word on your there's, street? There's word. There's like four streets here. Like that's it. On, on those four streets, it just depends on who you talk to. Like it, it's it's a lot of the same thing. And here's the thing: it's twelve years uh was it 3 NCAA tournament appearances probably would have made the NCAA tournament or been close that year that everything was shut down yeah. um you know here's here's the thing that I've said so many times Clemson knows what they're getting with Brad Brownell and Brad Brownell knows what he's getting with Clemson so does he go somewhere else i mean is there a possibility of that happening i don't i don't know well he should want to move on he should
1: because it's just a matter of time at this point so he should go somewhere else if he can well Uh, he does love he he loves living here
3: yeah what's not what's not to like he's got you nearby
2: it's great right yeah
3: right yeah that's that's that's, over that's that's reason one get a free meal uh, (laughs) yeah but no the the thing is too is is you know, it's, it's been an every other year type of ordeal with him for the past three or four years. So like, this is your down year. You need PJ hall to play well. He's going to be a year older chase hunters coming up. Like it's one of those things, like how patient are you willing to be? But whenever there were seven losses in a row that, that chatter started to get a little bit louder. Uh, It's it's as far as I'm concerned, I would say it's 65 35. He stays because there just hasn't been any movement in 12 years. And I and, and I will say, not, I'll flip it way. on you.
1: I'm going to flip yeah. it on you and say 65, 35. Uh, I was going to say
2: 60, 40. He goes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, new AD. AD here's, here's the thing.
2: I think it's new AD Graham Neff just
1: took over for Radakovich. He's young. I think he would like a younger guy that he can grow with, and and you know, again, put his own kind of imprint because he's not going to be able to do that on the football end. Yeah, but their
3: relationship they have a pretty good relationship from Graham yeah. being the sure. deputy he's AD there, prior. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, that's kind of the, that's kind of the, we're going to learn a lot about Graham Neff here in about three, four weeks of how this is going to proceed because you got to think yeah. too, like baseball is also huge here and then football is not touchable. So, those are the two sports right. that need to be decent. They need to be yep. decent. So, I, I'm curious to see how it goes. I, the but I'm telling you, it's been, it seems like it's been 60 40 by you guys for about six, six or seven years now. Goodman,
2: yeah, if it no, doesn't, if, if, if it does open, who are your top two names? I guess I would say I mean, two names. As far as uh, I, for you. me or
1: for me or, or Tio. either one of you,
2: either one of you. To is probably not going to give anybody. He's probably not, he's just yeah, he's going to pretend it's, it's never. We'll we'll, happen.
1: we'll let him sit this one out. <laughs> uh, I got to live I here. Would, <laughs> yeah, I would go like uh, uh, Nico Medved, who is down at at Furman yeah. uh, and did a really good job building that program. Uh, and has done an unbelievable job at Colorado State. He'd probably be my first call. Same. And then I guess – I think Matt McMahon would probably be my second call. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's done a great job too, obviously, running the table uh, in the OVC this year. All right, Baylor comes up with a huge win in Texas. Huge win. Because, again, this Baylor team's still trying to – I don't want to say tread water, but, but again, they're without LJ Cryer. Every day John's done for the season. They're playing six dudes. for Their seventh guy is is Dale Bonner from Fairmont State. He's their seventh guy. And yet, they've still done a hell of a job. And again, Borzello, before we started this, we talked about culture and and how you used to laugh when the word culture was thrown around because you thought it was overrated probably with regards to Villanova. And now, you've been out a little bit more. You've seen some of these cultures, Texas Tech, Villanova. I will tell you, having been to Baylor twice this year, it's real over there in Waco. It is absolutely yeah. real. I mean, and you can just look at, at
2: you know, Grant McCaslin came from the Baylor program at North Texas a couple of years. I mean, he's totally flipped that thing. Yeah. Done one of the best jobs in the country this year at North Texas. But, yeah, I mean, I've, I have kind of come around on the idea of culture. I mean, it, like you said, it was – I went to Villanova and Texas tech in the, kind of a couple weeks span a few years ago. And it's just immediately you see, you know, what they instill on a day-to-day basis. I mean, the, the one thing that stood out and this is you know, a little off track, but it was at Villanova, it was a practice and somebody just made a made a wrong. He called out a screen in a normal way. He was, it was either like yeah. I got him or you got him, but it wasn't what Villanova calls when they, when they get screened, yeah. Jay Wright stopped practice. And said that's not one of our calls, and it was just like to me that attention to detail, one little thing in one practice, just on okay, this is what we call, not that. And I was just like, I was kind of blown away that he just middle of practice, totally stopped and just said that's not one of our calls, and told him what it was. And it was just, I since then I've kind of very much come around on culture, but Baylor, I mean, tw- they have twelve quad one wins now. I mean, to me, they're a pretty rock solid one seed, yeah. um, and and I think. To me, them beating Kansas was the way I look at their profile in a completely different way now. Before then, I think you could have said, you know, they, you know, their injury issues kind of contributed to some of their losses. But now I think they're getting used to playing. They're getting used to playing small. They're getting used to playing with six guys. Akinjo's getting a little more healthy. Flagler's back. So I think now we can look at them going forward and say, all right, well, Cryer's
1: still, they need yeah. Cryer.
2: Well, I, that's, that's my, I was going to say, I don't think they can win a title playing six guys right. the way they, they are. But yeah. I do think they would be my, my second number one seed right now. Uh, you know, they just – I mean, 12 quad one wins is the most in the country by two games. The next, the next best is Kansas with 10. And, you know, there's just not a lot of negatives. And, again, I mean, the injuries contributed to some of those losses. And, and I think those guys are starting to come around besides Cryer. You know, Flagler and, and Akinjo seem to be back to close to 100% at least. And yep. so I'm just – I'm I'm buying into them as a, a pretty rock-solid one seed and, and maybe the best resume in the country besides Gonzaga.
3: look I thought they looked great. They were good tonight. at a, yeah. at a tough place to play the last game yeah. in that building in Texas. Like, it, culture is – It was a grinder,
1: to, too. Yeah. An early yeah, and,
3: grinder. Yeah, culture is being able to figure it out. That was one of the reasons yeah. I was really scared when Jam Jamuachacha went down because I thought, like, he was a core culture yeah. piece. Yeah. And because of how he communicated defensively and did all those things, but Flagler's been tough. Two out of the last three games, he's hit a lot of tough shots. I think it was Oklahoma State. He hit seven threes tonight. He hit five threes, and they're not always easy. Because uh, I think you'll agree with this, Borzello. Last year, that ball just popped so quickly. This year, they're having to do some things differently. I mean, they were
2: they were so connected last year. I mean, mm-hmm. those those guys, both ends of the floor. I mean, it was unbelievable. There was like, and
3: they were more talented.
2: Yeah, I mean, significantly more talented. Yeah. Just individually, I mean, right. you could just put Teague, Butler, and, and Mitchell, one one guy on each wing, and some guy at the yeah. point go ISO, and then at the other end, you can just say, you know, guard your guy one on one, and they're locking him up. Um, yeah. And the injuries to me is is why you know there are a lot of young guys, a lot of new guys on the team. Some of that defensive, you know, connectivity, it t- it takes a while to develop, and when you have so many guys getting hurt and missing games that it just kind of extends that, that time frame it takes to, to really lock in defensively and play that Baylor-type defense. And so I, I think it's taken a little bit more time than we thought once Big 12 play started. But, I mean, beating Kansas, beating, winning at Texas in a, in a two-day span, three-day span, um, you know, I think they're really starting to figure it out.
3: I think Scott Drew's ability to figure it out is yes. the biggest key to this whole thing. With Chema Chachua going out and then playing Sohan at the five, and doing some different things. And he figured, well, we're not going to have the same beast defensively, but we'll be able to spread you out offensively. And Sohan can pull guys out. Now, he wasn't great tonight, but he still has that threat to be able to make a shot, right? And I think he gives you a lot of versatility on both sides of the ball because he's very switchable too. It's just offensively, I think he can pull you out a little bit more. It's not the same lob threat. But uh, it, they're just they're well balanced offensively. Now that, that you're that, only playing six guys, I know what they're doing. That's yet.
2: Sohan, Kendall Brown, Matt Meyer front court when they're on the floor together. That's just I mean, there are very few teams in the country that can just that can really match up with those three one on one. I mean, that's that's a really versatile inside out run the floor. That's a that's a I mean, Flo thumb has been terrific. But when those three are on the court together, it's just
3: you could do so many things at both ends of the floor. And Meyer hasn't been great like today. Tonight, he's just up and down all year. He's up and down all year. But you know, you
1: know who to me, the key if Cryer doesn't come back, the key is Kendall Brown. He's got to do more offensively. Mm -hmm. To me, he's got to be more selfish. He's got it in him to be able to average 12, 14 every single game. And if he can do that, then you can deal with an off night for Meyer. But but Mm -hmm. you got to have something from him consistently. Uh, you know, to me, again, you're not going to get Sohan, Sohan and, and, and Meyer are not going to combine for five points very mm-hmm. often now. But, again, they got culture, they got guards, they got coaching. Somebody asked me on a podcast yesterday. It's actually a great question, and you guys can think of this for the afters. Who are the three coaches you would start your program with today? So be thinking about that. I'll I'll, I'll hit you, and I'll tell you my answer. Um in the afters, but it's not easy. You know, I didn't go with, you know, obviously some of the older guys. I went, I went a little bit younger. Uh, Scott Drew was one of them.
3: Yeah. That's All right, no Texas brain. Tech.
1: They win. It wasn't pretty tonight, but they're without Kevin McCullough. You know, they end up beating Kansas State, and we'll get to Bruce Weber, I'm sure, in the afters and his future in Manhattan, uh, whether he'll make it beyond this year. Are you any... Like, do you feel any differently about Texas Tech than you have two weeks ago, a month ago? I really don't. I just want to see Kevin McCullough back healthy. And I feel like I don't know if they can get to the final four. I, I think they can. I don't I guess I don't think they can win six
3: straight. I think they can get to New Orleans and win four straight. T.O. I think they. I think they can get there because they guard so well. And they're so switchable. I think the X factor, and I feel like I've said it for a week now, but the X factor is Terrence Shannon. Because you have to have somebody in the tournament that can create something whenever everything breaks down. And it always seems to be teams that, you're so well scouted at that point. everybody knows what everybody's going to run. You got to have somebody that can break you down off the dribble or create something for yourself. That's the reason that I've been get, yeah. giving the benefit of the doubt to somebody like a Wisconsin who has Johnny Davis because he's going to be able to figure things out at the end. Why UCLA could still make a run because they have multiple guys that can hit tough shots. thing with Texas Tech is they have a bunch of guys who can score, but they need to rely on other guys to score. And defensively, they're going to stay in it. Who's going to be that guy that can create for them at the end of the clock? Because there's going to be a lot of possessions in the NCAA tournament where you're going to get stuck. Terrence Shannon has to be that guy.
2: I I thought he was kind of getting back, and he's had you know injuries all year. He missed a ton of games early. I thought he was kind of getting back to last season's version when he had had that three game stretch, and, and it was you know I think he had 20 against TCU, he had 14 against Baylor, and since then it's just he's kind of struggling. Last four games, he's been pretty bad. And the the issue with Texas Tech, and I, I, if I had to pick a Big Twelve champion today for the Don't Big do Twelve it. we're going to do
1: it when we come back from the break. So do not tell people who you're picking.
2: I I might not pick Texas Tech, but um, their defense the past two games has struggled, and they are one. I mean, kind of like To said, I'm not sure they can survive a bad game from their defense. They just don't have enough consistent offense. They don't have enough guys that can go out and say, I'm going to get 25 and we're going to overcome a bad night at, at the defensive end of the floor. They just don't have that, and that concerns me. And, and their defense is elite, and it's it's been really good. But, you know, TCU consistently got points in the paint, and that's that's kind of a a, a no-go if you're playing Texas Tech. And, and you know, they weren't – I mean, they beat Kansas State today, but their defense was not very good again. Kansas State hit 10 threes. And so I, I, just, I just worry what happens when a team – can score on them consistently do they have the firepower to match up with that like you said i mean can they win six straight again you know six straight against good opponents i'm just not sure they have the offense to do that
3: yeah to combat what you're saying though i think you're going to have a lot less bad defensive games than offensive games like especially yeah. if you know We're your done. defense yes. is going to be there so that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at like that like defense is going to travel in the tournament and i feel like they're just so big and physical that they're yeah, going to i mean that's why I, tr- that's why I trust setting.
2: them in the tournament yeah
3: yeah
1: yeah
2: they're yeah, I mean, listen,
3: Shannon Shannon had five points tonight.
1: is still not on the court. We got a week left in the regular season. That scares the shit out of me. If I'm a yeah. Texas Tech fan, that scares the living shit out of me for the NCAA attorney. I'm not saying they're going to get bounced in the first round, but again, it's going to be a grinder every game if those two don't show up and, and McCullough doesn't get healthy uh, quickly. All right, when we come back from the break, I will tell you, if you're a North Carolina fan, where you don't even have to sweat it out on Selection Sunday. You are in after Caleb Love's, well, I guess, uh, Jekyll and Hyde performance would probably be the best way to describe it tonight.
3: (laughs) Clear for 90. All right, we got a little bit of a a Jab Porzello
5: roast going on in the chat.
3: Uh, a lot
0: lot of talk
5: about your hair there's currently a poll going on of uh really nice hair it's a little too much or it's making (laughs) up for your height so i don't know if you have any commentary on that but all in all people are pretty happy with your your appearance tonight jeff
2: that's i'm glad to hear i mean I, i do like that my my hair adds a good two three inches um to my height, I mean, it, it lets you know my official listing on the roster is probably like five ten when when my hair is like this. But
1: yeah, uh, and no. like five seven and a half. You and Paris, 5'8
2: oh, and a, I am taller than Parish. Come on, I don't know, man. He's also Sean
1: Paul. Sean Paul says he's coming down to New Orleans and he's getting lifts so that he can be taller than you. He he legitimately is going to get some lifts just because he does not want to have to. Nobody should ever have to look up to you.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe I just won't get a haircut until then, and I'll just I like that. I, it, it'll I like just be that. a huge, a huge wall. On you'll look like head. you'll
3: look like an Italian Johnny Bravo. Thirty that's seconds. Fine. I'm
2: into that. But how that much? Awesome.
3: How
1: much money do you think you spend per year on hair product?
3: Um, I mean, we're talking about everything. Twenty. Yeah, everything. Shit, son, that's God's work.
2: I mean, a few. Are hundred, you kidding I me? Know. I mean, like, this, really? I, mean, I, I mean, I like twenty-five, thirty dollars <laughs> for a thing of product. You Ten know, seconds. You know, I, got right. a system. I got a system.
1: It's fine. It's pretty it's impressive. Fine. Jeff Borzello looking good, putting me and Tio <laughs> the, T.O. to shoot.
2: Only you shampoo what? twice a week.
1: All right. Welcome back to the Field of 68s after dark. I am Stadium Insider Jeff Goodman. I'm joined by uh, the man with the best hair in college basketball. I will just say it ESPN's Jeff Borzello and the man with the worst hair in college basketball. Uh, it is former Clemson shooter Terrence Oglesby. And Thanks. listen, the North Carolina Tower Heels won a huge, huge, huge game today. And it's really one of those where, again, it's not that big a win. It's if they had lost, they were right. done. And they come out, and they're fighting Syracuse in Chapel Hill, and they're down late. And Caleb Love was terrible for the first, like, 39 minutes of the game. And I think he was two for 15. And then he hits a big shot. Big three to what we thought was win the game, and then Joe Girard forces overtime. Caleb Love hits a couple other big threes in, in, in the extra five minutes. But now Carolina wins, and they get the double bye. And top four finish in, in a crappy ACC, nothing to really honestly uh, celebrate about. But what it did was, to me, again, it, it put them in position. They got the win they needed to get. Now you get Duke at Duke. Your numbers are going to go up no matter what, for the most part. And I think Carolina, and I've said it for months, they're going to be in because, frankly, look at last year, the UCLA-Michigan State first four matchup. The committee is not stupid. They want ratings right out of the gates. They're going to get them with Carolina. They're going to get them with Michigan. They're going to get them with, it, with Indiana. The Tar Heels are a lock.
3: To play in this NCAA tournament. A lock. A lock. Take it to the bank. Yeah, how could they not be a lock? I I realize what you're saying about the ACC, but 14-5, and Hubert. I I, I actually look at this season for Hubert as like a win. Like I I think like by times all said and done, and I've been as hard on Carolina as anybody. Like I hated that T-shirt you put on the other day, Goodman. He had a Carolina T-shirt. I about fell out of my chair. But it was like – the thing is, even in a week conference – you're still 22 and eight and 14 and five, like 14 and five. And you're, you're handling games you're supposed to handle. You're I in. thought by the time everything happens, you lose Dawson Garcia, who I didn't think was that big of a contributor to begin with, but you still have to deal with the uncertainty of it all. And they figured it out. Uh, I, they're a lock NCAA tournament, uh, NCAA NCAA tournament blah, blah, blah tournament yeah. team. That was awful. Uh, I, the tournament I, team. So I, I, I think I, it's impossible not to keep them in at this point.
2: I think they'll get in. I just think a lock is, is a little bit aggressive. I just, a team with one quad one win and a quad four loss. And I don't know if they're going to win another game the rest of the season. Thor wins some bids. Let's say Murray state doesn't win the Ohio Valley. I'm just saying like a lock seems to be maybe a step further than I would go. I mean, I, I think they're in right now, but I just think there's a lot of negatives on the resume that, I just – I don't know if a I – A lot can, of negatives
1: on all those bubble teams' resumes.
2: Yes, but some of those other bubble teams have more than one quad one win. You know, Carolina's best win is at Virginia Tech.
1: Hmm.
2: And and they have a quad one home loss to Pittsburgh – a quad four home loss to Pittsburgh. I just
1: think you're discounting the name. The name on the That's front fine. of the jersey. Yeah, I mean, I, I think That's they all. get in.
2: I just, I just – I would not be willing to call them a lock yet.
1: Can and they I, win I, if they get in – can they pull a, a, a Mick Cronin UCLA uh, first four to final four, or or even first four to Sweet Sixteen? I mean, they Caleb Love. Listen, how many rosters? If you're if you're I mean, I thought, I mean Carolina's from roster a pure,
2: from a pure talent perspective. I mean, they're a top twenty-five most talented team in the country. I mean, maybe higher. Than that. Maybe better maybe, than that. I mean, with Dawson Garcia. I probably would have said right. top top fifteen. Yeah. I don't know if they're a, a first four to final four, but they can win a game or two. I don't. I mean, obviously, depending on matchup, but I mean, they've been competitive against some some good teams, I guess. Um, I just see. It, I
3: disagree with you there. They, I think they have. Like they, they, they haven't played bro- anybody. They game, haven't proven
2: they can beat a good team. Yeah. Like they got crushed by Kentucky, crushed yeah. by Duke, crushed by Tennessee, lost by what nine to Purdue. I mean, I don't know if they can beat two or three. You know. NCAA tournament caliber teams in a row because they, I'm not sure they've beaten one all year.
3: I think it all has to do with matchups too. If they go up against somebody like uh, arbitrary team Texas Tech, they're going to beat the hell out of them. And there's not, they're, they're just not Wait. tough enough to come. Oh, back. I thought you
2: were going to say they're going to beat the hell out of Texas Tech. No,
3: no, no. Texas Tech's going to beat the hell out of them. Him honestly, honestly, they, Texas might, Tech they might make them cry. Honestly, Texas
2: Tech might lose make, like 66 yeah. to 41 or something like that. Yeah, it would be yeah. ugly.
1: It would be ugly. Um, all right. Make sure if you're listening right now, Uh, Make sure you uh, subscribe to the YouTube. Make sure you uh, like in the chat right now. In the chat, you can ask questions. When we're during break, you can talk about Borzello's hair, whatever you want to do. Everybody's saying he's got the best hair in in college basketball media right now. I want to argue it, but I can't. Well, I mean, and the thing is, this
2: was 8.30 this morning I did this. So this is 15 hours. (laughs) Just, yeah, just I mean it's hard.
1: Perfect. It's hard for me to walk around the this final four. This is longevity. Next to this
2: is stamina. This oh. is fifteen hours of hair.
1: So make sure. Nice. The other thing is, listen. If we get hundred likes, a source has told me that Borzello might just shotgun a beer tonight.
2: Uh, he doesn't do that. It's, he's. Uh, what do you mean you don't
1: do that? You don't. I, you're
2: young. I haven't shotgunned a beer in I don't know thirteen years, and it was probably dreadful when I tried it. I'm drinking tea right now out of an all. All I need is love and Wi-Fi mug.
1: You I are I'm so old. A
2: beer.
1: You honestly are so old. I- I'm wondering if you're even going to go out in New Orleans this year for the Final Four. Oh,
2: I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out.
1: Anyway, you better, be go, out. You better Antonio, go out. I got San Antonio
2: I got San Antonio on the Riverwalk for five days, and then I got New
1: Orleans. It's going to be a stretch. You got the right call. All right, listen. Which Big 12 team you said you don't think you trust Texas Tech as much no, as you, other Big 12 teams.
2: You, you would not let me finish my Texas Tech Thought. statement.
1: All right, go I, ahead. I, I said I'm picking, them to win the Big,
2: I'm picking them to win the Big 12 tournament. Um, okay. I, think, I think their floor – Who are you might-
1: picking in March? Who are you picking when it matters? I don't care about the Big 12 tournament. I care about the NCAA tournament. If, if again, gun to your head, you got to pick one of those three schools, who are you taking in, in, in March when it matters in the NCAA tournament?
2: I think i will go i think i'll probably go kansas i just think that now i know they had they got you know some point guard issues and remy martin might never play more than 15 minutes in a game ever might be fine yeah i mean that's that's the, I, I just think they have enough at both ends of the floor um i mean i was gonna say they're deeper than baylor but they use like six guys against baylor the other day so maybe they're not i just think they know when they're clicking they have shooting. They have scoring. They have two guys in, in Brown and Agbaje. You can probably throw Jalen Wilson in there. They can go get a basket. They need David McCormick to be consistent. They need Remy Martin to give them something. But I, I just think they have probably the most complete uh, you know complete roster, I guess I would say, in the Big 12, assuming L.J. Cryer does not come back fully healthy and, and, and Texas Tech does not become fully healthy. I just think right now it's probably easiest to trust Kansas moving forward.
3: I think the biggest issue for Kansas is their one and their five position. And in the tournament, are there two more important positions? Like you can have great wings. Sure. But your point guard, point guard play. play. Point, point I got to get the button. I got to get the button. Point guard play is going to be huge. And Harris has been fine. And Remy Martin has been underwhelming. I think. I, mean, uh, I think there's
2: problems with all three, all three of the
3: favorites. Absolutely right. That's yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm about to get to. Baylor, six players, Kansas, no point guard play dreadfully inconsistent McCormick play. I think Texas Tech, from a consistency standpoint, defensively, I think that's somebody that you can rely on out of the Big 12, of course. But uh, it's it's a toss-up between those three because they all have such significant holes. But to be honest with you guys, that's not just the Big 12. Everybody has yeah. significant holes this season.
1: I, I will go with Kansas because, again, when I saw them play, even against Baylor in the loss, the biggest thing I took from it is we're seeing a different David McCormick for the most part. He's got his confidence back. Whether he's going to make every shot, listen, who knows? But he, he's at least playing with some confidence. You can That's see how he plays that his body end,
2: the end of last season, too. Correct. He started picking right. up late.
1: He's been much better. And all he's got to do, again, finish around the basket, get 10, 12 boards, right? And stay out of foul trouble. Remy Martin was the key for me because the last time I saw Remy, he couldn't move like he couldn't he had no burst no speed and now he played like 10 10 minutes but he had that burst and to me coming out the bench for 15 minutes as a change of pace guy come in and score don't try to run the team we don't even need you to, that's what bill self should be saying to remy martin now we don't even need you to really run the team go just push it as fast as you damn can and again in in, in transition You want to kick it to to Ochai or Christian Brown, that's fine. You want to take it all the way down their throats and you have your speed back, go ahead and do it. I I think their one isn't as as bad as I thought. Now, again, it's not Mm -hmm. as good as Baylor. It's not as good as Baylor, but it's good enough with the Harris-Remy combo because they're so
3: different from one another. I think the spurtability of Remy is what's been missing yep. for this Kansas team when they haven't played well. He brings a different And dimension. the thing is, yeah. it's like he hasn't been able to really get clicking. If if he's able to be like you said, 10 15 minutes, he's that kind of guy that can flip a game on its head. Mm-hmm. Like you can be up 3 points, Remy comes in there for 10 minutes, hits four threes, crowd's rocking, Kansas wins. The rest of the game is over. The the, the crazy thing for me and I feel like I've said it all season but there's not a more creative coach at getting the ball in deep post position than bill self and david mccormick still can't be effective which to me is mind-blowing so i i am with you on all those points i think kansas could certainly make a run need remy need mccormick but i if i'm picking between the three it's whoever the it's whoever i can rely on most right so and that's the reason i would hedge more towards texas tech
2: texas tech's probably got the highest floor like if you said Two of yes. those teams are, are going to get knocked out in the first weekend of the tournament. You know, I would I would probably think Texas Tech would be the one to survive if, if
1: you were going to yeah. force me to pick one. Listen, the, the, the guy I rely on the most, the guy I trust the most, might be a guy named Johnny Davis of Wisconsin. And after the break, I'm going to tell you why after tomorrow night, if you don't have the badgers on the number one line, you're a moron. You are an absolute moron, so make sure you stick back, and I'm going to tell you why the Badgers have to be a number one seed after tomorrow night. Clear for 90.
5: Jeff, I just got to say, there's a lot of morons out there, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to hear this next segment. We got a question you from Ty Sparks here. Has anybody changed their player of the year picks? And he references Shibwe with 30 and 20 last game. Where do you guys stand on that?
2: I mean, I think Shibwe's been the favorite for – for a few weeks i don't know what what to and goodman i mean i know goodman thinks johnny davis i don't know what to has been saying but it's I think close it, now yeah, I it's, think it's super close
3: yeah I'm, I'm, i think, think she yeah. weighs
2: the favorite the leader and i think it's been that way for a couple weeks now you could say it's close i think it's a clear one two and i think there's a drop off after that but i think she weighs the favorite right one now. minute
3: so, so yeah, your I, second I, is johnny davis i think so yeah yeah, I, I, I'm there with you at this point. The, the I, think I think I think everyone else
2: been, has been kind of too inconsistent. Liddell, Kofi, like baji they have all been great. Murray's
1: actually Murray's probably been the most consistent. yeah,
2: yeah. of all those yeah.
1: guys, it's and now they're starting to sure. play better.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. The guy that, that I agree with those two. I, I love Johnny Davis because I think about what Wisconsin is without him. Yeah. But it, the guy that's just been shooting up my rankings has been J.D. Note. Like yeah. how he's been he's playing recently, one. he right. has been insane yep. how good absolutely
1: awesome right? yeah no I mean, yeah no i mean listen 20 seconds mo- he's moved into it that's for damn sure all right
5: quickly there's a, a question from michael b who's all over us to talk more about tennessee a different sec team and a different sec guard 10 Kennedy seconds Kennedy 10 Chandler. seconds see a top five we'll t- point guard in the we'll t-
1: country yes he's a top five, five point guard he might be the number one point guard on the draft board two one All right, welcome back to the Field of 68's After Dark. I am Jeff Goodman. I'm joined by uh, my former uh, colleague at ESPN, Jeffrey Borzello and Terrence Oglesby, former Clemson guard. And uh, we are sponsored by Bet Rivers. And remember, 20% profit boost. How about this? 20% profit boost every day of a conference tournament starting March 7th. That's amazing. I mean, Borzello, if you don't go Make some money. I know you're all over this.
2: I'm all over it. I will go make money with it.
1: I'm you should make money with it. it.
2: I'm into it. I mean, con- you convinced America
1: it. East. You got anything for America East? For Vermont? any people, Vermont. Yeah. well, Who else? Vermont's probably probably not great <laughs> I mean, odds.
2: I was going to say they're horrible odds, but <laughs>
1: probably I mean, not I, the best I, I wish, odds. I, wish I mean, we got a, tomorrow.
2: I wish you picked pick a different league.
1: All right, Horizon.
2: No, bad Patriot.
1: On. A sun. They all start tomorrow. What do you got? What do you a- got for me?
2: A sun. I'm guessing Liberty's the favorite, even though they're not yes. the top seed. That's they- unfortunate. They will be the favorite. If you want me to pick a a, a team that's probably not the dark favorite, horse. a dark horse in some in some yes. conference, because I had to make I all do. my co- my conference tournament picks for ESPN. I would go. I think Gardner Webb in the Big South. I think that's a team Ooh, to watch.
3: Timmy Craft.
2: They've been great over the past month. They slipped right. up in the in the finale, so their odds probably dropped a little bit. Um, I think I think them and Winthrop going to be or would be my two picks in that league. I know you're a big Griff Aldrich Longwood and Man, no, no man, Griff is crushed. He's, man. Been, He's, been He's been terrific. He's been terrific. But I'm guessing they'd be going into it as a favorite, and I think there's value in in a couple other teams.
1: All right, so the Wisconsin Badgers play Purdue in Madison tomorrow in what is a mammoth game for a lot of reasons. One, Wisconsin can win the Big Ten regular season title. If they win that game, I think they have Nebraska at home to close out the year over the weekend. So it's a wrap if they win this game against Purdue. Everybody and their mother thought that Illinois or Purdue was going to win the Big Ten. Wisconsin, Greg guard, Johnny Davis, Brad Davison, they've done an incredible job this year to be in the mix, right, to, to, to potentially win the Big Ten, which yes. is, you know, I don't know how you rate the leagues. I think you probably go the Big 12 is the best league in America this year, correct? We all agree on that? Yes. Yeah. SEC and the Big Ten, probably 2A and 2B, yep. right? So if you win the Big Ten and – you have wins, you sweep Purdue, you have wins at the Breslin Center, you have wins at the RAC, you have wins at Assembly Hall, you also have neutral wins against a Houston team that was healthy and whole back then, a St. Mary's team that Jeffrey Borzello, I believe, has as a five seed?
2: No, I, I was as the last four seed. sixteen. The overall.
1: last four seed, how about that? About- You've also got wins at home against Ohio State, Iowa. You lost one of your five games without Johnny Davis against Providence at home. Two of them have come of Illinois at Ohio State. How the hell does that resume not translate into a number one seed? Because how? Med- Tell because
2: me their metrics. And then I know you don't believe in metrics because you don't. I believe in them. I don't. What, them. You I don't, don't know what I, math is.
1: I do. <laughs> they're in. The Unfortunately. 20s.
2: So so here's my thing like all right. You stack their resume up to Kentucky who's yeah. who's ahead of them in pretty much every bracket. Kentucky's yeah. metrics are top 5 in everything. Okay. Wisconsin's in the 20s. Kentucky's sure. got more quad 1 wins. Like I just don't see Let's how compare them to
1: Arizona. Them. Let's compare them to Arizona.
2: Okay, let's compare them okay? to Arizona. Yep. Compare them to Arizona. I, and I and I actually don't 100% disagree with you on this but continue.
1: Arizona's wins over tournament teams are the following to me. I, I believe this is it. Tell me if I'm wrong. At Illinois, hell of a win, hell of a win. UCLA and U- USC at home, good wins, but the sweep of Purdue is better than both of those easily, right? So you, so so
2: you missed the home win over Wyoming,
1: but no, I haven't finished. I haven't finished. I was so going to. was my agree.
2: Arizona to me is is in the most precarious situation like, of the ones. They just and, – and it's funny. Like, but how
1: is Wisconsin a three? Like Joe Lenardi has him as his last three right now. Like, I, what, I have him as my what first What are you three. smoking, Joey?
2: <laughs> I have him as my first three. So here's the, the, the negatives with Wisconsin's resume. The obvious one is metrics. They're 27 in Ken Palm, 24 BPI, 21 in the net. That's just not what a one seed is made of. The other thing is right. – and I know that your big caveat is if they win tomorrow, this is what they are. Yeah. They have one win over a surefire tournament team since January 13th. That was at Michigan State. So it's not like they're running off a string of, of but, elite but, wins over the last over the last two months. Like it's just—I mean, you're 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 acting like they have these unbelievable elite. But wins wait, so a, win, to so a win so no, a win yesterday means that. more
1: than a win in December? No,
2: it doesn't. But I'm just saying your your big you. argument just is just trying to make sure all these teams and it's a really good collection of wins. But I don't think it's enough to overcome metrics in the twenties. Um, when you compare it to, like I said, Kentucky, I don't even have Kentucky as a one. But I don't think you can move them past Kentucky. If Arizona loses tomorrow or slips up in the Pac-12 tournament, I could see them dropping just because they're. I think they've beaten what four tournament teams all year. Um, I could see them falling out. But I just right now, I don't see how you can move Wisconsin past Kentucky, past Auburn, past. Kansas to be a one seed I just don't see how that's possible
3: here's my my T.O. you got about 10 seconds 10 seconds yeah my issue is that you can't lose big and it seems like Wisconsin has lost by double figures three or more times that's where Kim Pom kind of throws me off they discredit all the wins
2: they well they also have a lot of close wins over not good teams and that's that's hurt them yeah I mean the three-point win over Nichols four-point win over Illinois State that's it still hurts them and I know it's probably unfair but I just don't see the committee looking at right. with metrics. And All 20. right, I'm cutting
1: you off. Uh, for Jeff Borzello, for Terrence Oglesby, I'm Jeff Goodman. Thanks for joining us. Field the 68 after dark. Make sure you stick around for the afters. All right. Welcome to the afters. Jeff Borzello's first showing on the afters. Uh, which means you better have something other than tea near you, because at the end of this we toast. So we will All wait right, for we, you at got, certain. What
2: do we point got? What do we got? I got a truly something.
3: I got. This. I got a truly. Hold on. Uh, fine, that's the I got a high noon. What, Just hey, get that, it ready? Yeah. That truly is the manliest drink that Doster will drink. So you can go ahead get and it ready while, while
1: I ask while I ask Tio, what is more important than peace of mind?
3: Nothing. Nothing is more nothing. important than peace of mind.
1: Yeah, Mr. There's nothing. That's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. I actually used it, believe it or not. I legitimately did use it in Lithuania when I was there covering my favorite family. Uh, And and with all the threats that you face today on the Internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection. And plans start under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, Uh, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. All right, we are on to the afters, where, again, everybody uh, listening, watching, uh, get in the chat, hit that like button, or Zella's not going to shotgun a beer. I'm not going to shotgun a high moon. Uh, I have have a white...
2: I have a white tea, peach, sparkling hard tea. So I'm It'll have to, <laughs> I'm, I'm do,
1: have to do what we will do. If you get in the go. chat and hit the like button, we'll stick around longer and we will answer all of your hot seat questions. Like every I mean, in the morning. great. Right? Yeah. We it probably would take <laughs> that long, but Borzella and I have, have been known to, to have some marathon hot seat combos anyway. And you guys can just be kind of a fly on the wall uh, for, for some of these. Uh, all right, Tio, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you take the floor in a in a way and hit us with a couple questions, all right, w- with regards. And then Greg can get in as well, and you can hit us with some hot seat questions. Different okay, I, got
3: I got one for you. I think Frank Martin's done a terrific job this year. If you look at he's playing in the SEC, he yeah. has been excellent. They're right at 500. They've won some games that they probably shouldn't have, and yet we're still talking about Frank Martin. Is it more so – South Carolina kind of being frustrated about their ordeal and they're not even looking at some of this stuff. What, what, why is that so persistent?
2: That's one where if you had asked me two weeks ago, I would have said that's for sure opening. And I still would probably lean toward that, but that's one where there's a lot of people in that area saying this job's not opening. He's sticking around. And, and like, I mean, he's eight and eight in the league. He's 17 and 11 overall. Yep. I mean, they didn't fire him last year after, what were they, 6-15 and 15 last year? And I know there was some state politics involved with with all that last spring. Um, But, I mean, if they were to keep him, I could certainly see the argument as to why he would stay. I mean, before the Alabama loss over the weekend, they had won five in a row. It's very conceivable they finished 9-9 nine and nine in the SEC. And, you know, if, if they were to keep him, I don't know how much I would argue it. But, you know, that's been one, you know, outside of Georgia, that's kind of been the one that's been – prevalent in hot seat conversations all year
1: yeah i mean listen he went in and, and i think we all thought he was dead man walking and, and he yeah. probably was and i'm scared of frank so i'm scared i'm scared of saying anything <laughs> right now where he might come through the screen and kick my ass but um you know i, I think it's going to be hard i i still think Ray Tanner probably had his mind made up going into the season that this was going to be it for Frank Martin. I think he's going to have to finish strong here and maybe do some work in the SEC tournament to make it difficult for Frank Tanner to maybe give them some momentum, give them a little hope going forward. Um, you know, they got a good recruit coming in. So maybe, maybe, well, G- I mean, G- where G Gigi Jackson is, is huge. one of the, is one of the top five kids
2: in the country. If he does commit to South Carolina, that might be the guy that could save Frank Martin's job. Um, especially, you know, he's been rumored to be exploring a reclassification. Yep. I mean, if you could say, hey, we're going to get a top five kid and we're going to bring him in next fall, uh, it's really yep. hard to fire Frank Martin after going nine to nine in the SEC and signing a top five kid.
3: And that kid is so good. Yeah. yeah. All right, hey, so he, we got he,
1: he, 84 good. likes. Come on, people. Like, we, we are going to roll here through hot seat if you guys – I mean, we got to get to at least a hundred, like quickly here, get to a hundred. Let's see what we can do. Um, Ben Howland, I'm going to say it right now. My sources, Ben Howland, I'd be shocked if he's back.
2: Yeah. I'm in the the same boat as you. That's one that I hadn't really, I mean, it wasn't really high on my radar like a month ago. And then every, every started coming in pretty quick and my sources, um, like yeah, I'm, I would be I'd be stunned if that one yeah. if he if he was back next year.
3: What is it more his decision or is it no? Is it kind of I think it's the school. It's just... I think it's
2: I mean it's it's seven years now. One tournament appearance, yeah. zero tournament yeah. wins. I mean, and he's had talent. You know, talent hasn't really mm-hmm. been the issue. It's I mean, just, they hit it in
1: the not, portal. We thought they I killed thought they it, it. They got close. four really
2: good guys in the portal. and even back you know four or five years ago, they had multiple top fifty kids, and it yeah, just man. hasn't translated on the court. And I think that. And again, Mississippi State's a hard job, might be the hardest job in the league, but I mean you can go to a lot of people and say, hey, we, we just want one tournament win in seven years. That's all we need. And I, I think Mississippi State could can find that. And it's you know, I, I've never been to Starkville. I've heard it's it's not it's all that not, not all Vegas. that easy to win it. <laughs> but one thing I'll say is that Hamlin got players, Rick Stansbury got players, Rick Ray did not really get players, but you can get <laughs> do you want me to? Do you want me
1: to say why? I mean, do we oh, need to say why?
2: No, I, we don't. But okay, I'm saying you. you can get thank players you. to Mississippi State, and I uh, think they Rick Ray was
1: was hired to clean up the mess. So you read between the lines to essentially Slick not Ray.
2: get players. Yes,
1: yeah. To not get players. That's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, all right. Here's one, and, and and Greg, you can jump in any anytime you want, but I'm going to try to run through a few of these in the SEC. Conzo Martin is a little bit of a difficult one. I mean, listen. This is a guy who's well, well liked uh, by the administration, uh, by everybody in, in Colombia as a human being, but they just haven't done enough. I mean, they, you know, he went to the NCAA tournament, I believe, his first year. Then they've twice in four yeah, years. Yeah, they four struggled too. And then last year they went again, but mm-hmm. didn't win. Haven't won a game yeah, in the NCAA tournament since he's been there. And this year they've been atrocious, atrocious. They lost so, everybody, though.
3: They lost. They it, lost literally their. Top everyone a loses players. everybody now. That's yeah, the know, problem, they, right? The, it's no longer one issues. underclass. Yeah, I yeah. hear you. But they had one underclassman last year, and then Xavier Benson decides to leave. Right. So, like, you would talk about a complete. I mean, ten new players. Yeah, it's insane. To, to go along with what you're saying, everybody does that. Now. But hit but, the
1: portal. The, everybody right. else did. Like Texas Tech hit the portal, right? And that's how they 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 still had a few dudes. Mm-hmm. But you got to hit the portal and some guys hit it the right way and some guys it backfires on. Right? It backfired on Ben Howland. Um mm-hmm. but I think you have to be assertive unless you're Jay Wright at Villanova. You got to hit the portal
2: I think I think it was Yukon Nova Purdue and maybe Northwestern. Maybe it I don't know do Northwestern it. or Stanford were like the only right. Power 5s that didn't right. or high made. Do you do you think Missouri opens if you I had do. a fan? Yes. Yeah, I think it's yes. that's one I've changed on. You mentioned my yeah. column before. That's one I've changed yep. on since. Uh, his bio is like six million,
1: which is yeah, pricey, it's almost but... yeah, it's five plus million. Um, the thing that's a like Missouri to me
3: is he's from there. Like new AD hometown job, new football. AD, right? And yeah, that makes yes. sense.
1: New AD, new AD. She um, came from UNLV. Yeah, Desiree Read um, Francois. Yep, yep, and she's sharp. She's yep. really sharp. So, it'll be interesting. Uh, two more in the SEC before we kind of move forward a little bit. Kermit Davis at Old Miss. What, what are you thinking there, Borzella?
2: That's one I, I – again, they're not really on my radar. And then a bunch of people mentioned it as something that's – that the school is is at least exploring the idea or is considering yeah. the idea. Um, and it's, you know, it's only year four. He finished above 500 in the SEC last year, made the tournament his first year. Um, but – now, now, I guess the wild card in all this would be Mike White. If he if he said, "Hey, I, I would come back to Ole Miss," and, you know, then and then maybe Ole Miss can make a move. I, but if I'm Ole Miss and, and and Mike White is not trying to come, I, I probably wouldn't make a move. I'd give Kermit another year. I feel like it's kind of hard to get rid of him after after four years. Um, just my like take I again.
1: You. I'll go back to it. Years three and four are in a damn pandemic. They've been yeah. his. You know, this year was and he his wasn't worst. Even bad year. last year. I mean, they were right. ten and eight in the right. league. Nit. Yeah. Right. They I made mean, the NIT. Yeah. Mike White is the most interesting one. You know, Florida fans are frustrated with him.
2: He's made four he's straight not, tournaments, and he's won yeah. at least a game in all four right. tournaments, including an Elite Eight run. I know. Just, I but mean, he's, not I, I, he's not Billy but Donovan. He's not Billy Donovan. But he's not Billy Donovan. I get that. But I think he gets a bad rep just because he's not Billy Donovan. Uh, now, they're probably not going to make the tournament this year, and so that's, uh, you know, right. throws a wrench in, in my my big passionate defense of Mike White. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think he's a damn good coach. Um, yeah. And I think if he got fired, I think he'd be hired by any number of these jobs that open up.
1: Well, like you said, Ole Miss would be he, the easy yes. landing spot if, if, if they want. You know, again, if Mike White, maybe Just, he's had yeah, it. it. Get, yeah, it gets out before. Yeah. You know, and I think the one thing is Mike White's done it differently here last year than this year. Right last year, last couple of years, he's had a bunch of top 50 players. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really work out great. They were okay. They got the tournament, and like you said, they won. They won a game two years ago, um, and, and last, last year they won year, a game. Yeah, last year. But this year he did it with all transfers. He
2: has not and had great, l- great luck with. I mean, remember Kelly, Kerry Blackshear committed, and everyone kind of made them a Final yeah. Four contender. And yes. He didn't really pan out. He has not had great luck going the transfer route.
1: They've just been okay. Like, yeah. like I looked at. I did winners and losers. You know, I thought about putting them on the losers. They weren't that bad, their transfers, but they were underwhelming as a group.
2: Colin Castleton was like the most unheralded transfer he got. It's been he's awesome. been awesome. He's
1: been awesome. Awesome. Him, Anthony, Giroudi, awesome.
2: you know, they've been, they've been good.
1: They need better guards. They need better guards. All right, Greg, what do we got in the in the chat?
5: So the chat Greg? the chat Greg? wants us to get to some predictions for games tomorrow. Okay. So we're, we're going to okay. go through the four right. biggest games. I want to go round the horn with you guys quickly. Uh, let's start with with Providence at Villanova. I know To said pre-show he's got a little feeling where this one could go.
3: Yeah, I think uh, Providence had such a damn good time at home after they clinched that I a think bit, it's entirely little, a little bit of a hangover. A little bit of a hangover. They, there might be a hangover. Yeah, I, that, I, I what think do they the call one. it? What do they call it on? Uh, what is it? The, the best bet show? They call it a letdown spot. Let down spot. I, I think yes. this could be a perfect example of that, because yeah. let me just, let me just be clear as crazy as it was when we went up there, Goodman, yes. like they get down and I would be shocked to hear some of their uh, players didn't, I'm not going to say enjoy the festivities, but yeah. like, I, I think this is a perfect time where it's like, Hey, job's done. Let's look ahead of the tournament. Just one more game yeah. left, but it doesn't really matter. It'll it'll tell us a lot about Providence if and they Villanova, go and, they and they're close. And, like
1: and Villanova is still in their minds. They're still thinking they're playing for a Big East regular season title. I guarantee it. Just the way they're wired yeah. is so different that they're not going into this thinking like, "Oh, this game means nothing." This game means a lot to them. Um, so I, I I agree with you. I think. I think Nova wins this one, and, and I don't away. even know what the line is. It's 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 Villanova
2: uh, minus ten right now. I just I just popped in minus there real quick. And, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, that's Ken Palm. has got him by nine. So I guess it's, it's not points. insane, but, uh, but go, would,
3: going back going back to that, yeah. like because Providence's losses have been huge. Now they've won a bunch of close ones. Like that's why I. I like a win's a win's a loss, a loss. Yeah. Like, that's the only place that I disagree with Kim Pom. Like, I love the metrics. I love how you can look at it and correlate, especially with. So, you, you agree game with me? So, stuff. you're saying you're on the God. good, the, the no, GPI. No, no. You're think, with me on I the think. GPI. I'm a big, I, I'm a big, uh, JGI guy, big JGI guy, Jeff Goodman index. But See, my you, thing you is, is, like, don't when, you don't win, don't know ball. ball.
2: You guys don't know ball. No, but don't you got to win.
3: You got to like, win. Got to If you look back, that. if you look back twenty some odd years, like it was in the won. game. Yeah, you win the games. Who did you beat? Who did you lose? Right. To? There are
2: other metrics that measure purely like the strength of record. You know, that's where Providence, and Wisconsin, look a little bit better than they do in predictive that's what metrics. They're different. And that's my that take. Different things.
1: predictive now. In
2: other metrics then. I don't know. I, I look oh, at all the metrics.
1: I'm all over the metrics. You're a big metric guy. I'm all over the you're damn right. metrics. <laughs> but but my the biggest thing, like- my biggest thing is like To said is like whether you win by one or eleven. Like Arizona, the reason they're so good in these metrics and LSU was early is because they're running it up and the efficiency isn't capped. That's why. That's why their numbers were – Houston was like that earlier in the season. The scoring margin is capped in the net at 10, but the efficiency is not capped. So just because Providence – like UCLA beat Oregon State by 40 last night. They went up a couple spots in the net. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing here? What
3: are we doing? Like, I don't know. measuring
2: efficiency. What do you mean, what are we doing? It's exactly what we're
1: doing.
3: But, but, but it reminds me a little bit of like it reminds me a little bit. And I said this the other night, uh, Borzella, like it reminds me a little bit of the U back in the early 2000s when they were beating absolute piss out of everybody in their league yeah. and they were playing the Big East. And it was like the BCS <laughs> they their number one team in the nation. But you know what I mean? Like because they beat UConn by 100 in football like it right am i wrong no, i mean i, I get it's what you're like... saying
2: i'm in and, and, and that's why you know i'm not i'm not saying you have to follow ken pom to and, and and gonzaga kentucky baylor arizona are the four best teams in the country because ken pom says so yeah i just think that that you you have to make the differentiation between predictive metrics and resume based metrics they measure mm. different things i know goodman, but, but goodman doesn't you, realize based on yeah.
1: uh, like to me Predictive metrics are great so, for... So, so if,
2: if you if you are following a metric to make your bets tomorrow, would you rather uh, use a predictive metric or a resume? Sure. Design? Yes, predictive, but I'm right? not.
1: I'm seeding the frigging teams. Yes. I'm not betting. I'm seeding the teams and deciding who's going to be included and who's not. So why am I going to use predictive for that? Because
2: it's supposed to show the quality of the team, more so than a purely resume-based one.
1: Yeah, but like to me, again, you can look at both. You can look at both. And what I'm trying to tell you is, again, going back to Wisconsin, like, man, that resume is so strong. It's very, it impressive. is ridiculous. It's, yes. it's, it's insane. Like to me, again, I, I and again, you got to take Johnny Davis not playing against Providence. That's got to factor in. He's, he's arguably the best player in the country and they don't play you know he doesn't yeah, play I mean, anyway. Okay and
2: then for Kentucky you're, you you got to throw in severe yes. Wheeler and Ty Ty. And Boston I do. Series. Yes. Okay. And,
1: and I totally do. I think they beat they beat Auburn with a healthy Ty Ty and Severe Wheeler. I think they win that game. I do take it into account. All right, let's let's move on. Uh the next game the Purdue Wisconsin which is an easy one. Um we know where I'm going with that. I'm taking the Badgers uh in Madison to beat Purdue. Uh they already beat them. In West Lafayette, I think they get the sweep here. I don't know what what's the line here.
2: I don't know. I'm going Purdue though. I think Purdue bounces back. Of course
1: you are. You hate yeah. you hate Wisconsin. <laughs> I you don't hate, hate
2: Wisconsin. <laughs> I have I huge him. huge concerns about Purdue. Greg, game, what's the what's the I'm
1: line? I believe we
2: have
5: Wisconsin opening at uh, plus two and a half at home against Purdue.
4: Ooh, interesting.
3: All hey, right. Here's here, here's my Theo. thing. Like you got to be able, able to I, line. I think I like – the thing is, is like I thought Purdue was going to wake up at Michigan State, and like even though your offense isn't great, you'll still be able to get a timely stop or two. Mm. And that told me a lot that they couldn't get a stop at Michigan State, they, which worries I, they me. They haven't gotten
2: a stop since the Big Ten play started.
3: That's right, which is a problem because offense sometimes just isn't going to be there. So I, I, I worry about that. So I, I think I'm going to go – gosh, those bigs for Purdue just – Johnny Davis – at their point, hey, listen, they don't things. have
1: as much talent. We know that. Like no. I'm just tired of, of 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 honestly saying like they can't win this one, they can't win this one, they don't have enough talent, and they 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 win most of them. That's all I'm saying is Wisconsin wins at some point, maybe we'll be believers, or maybe again they'll prove us all right and like they're not
3: that good and they'll get bounced in the first round. Um Michigan, I Michigan. Think State. I think they're better than that. I I would, I would pick Wisconsin at home, I think. Because it's of how well they're playing right now. Michigan State at Michigan.
1: Huge, huge, huge game in Ann Arbor for Phil Michigan, Martelli.
2: Michigan needs this. This is a desperate Michigan team. They need this like, one. This is the like, game of the year for them. They, they lose they lose this. They have they have Iowa, a like a hot Iowa team on Thursday, two day turnaround, and then at Ohio State on yeah. Sunday. Like they badly need this one. If, if they're going to have any hope of making the tournament or unless they, you know, beat Iowa and Ohio state, I think they're going to come out desperate and, and get a win. But I felt the same thing against Illinois on Sunday and they did not come out desperate and did not get a win.
3: But I, think I, it all I, comes I, down,
2: I lean, I lean them over Michigan state.
3: I, I think it all comes down to Caleb Houston. Like he has just been woefully inconsistent, but when he's uh-huh. been good, Michigan's been good. So I think a lot of it comes down to him because you know what you're going to get out of Dickinson, you know what you're going to get out of some of those other guys. If Caleb Houston hits shots, They're just so different. And I don't – to be honest with you, it might be me because I've watched them play this year probably seven, eight, nine times, something like that. I don't think I've ever actually seen him in live play make a shot. So, it's like it's one of the craziest things. But his his numbers are fine. But it's like if if he hits shots, they're a different team. But I think Michigan wins this one at home. You know what it comes down to?
1: Mid-major point guard transfers. That's That's what this one comes down to. Tyson right, Devontae Jones, Jones, Tyson Walker. It's a battle. Coastal Carolina, Northeastern. No, I I actually, um, I Tyson like Walker's, Michigan.
2: Uh, both guys are playing significantly better than they were much like a better, month
1: ago. Much mm-hmm. better, which gives both of them like a fighter's chance. Now, again, I'll take Michigan and Ann Arbor on this one. Amen. I think the talent level. And now I feel like at some point, and we've seen it with uh, Diabate. I'm going to get his name right. There you uh, go. Um since I screwed it up on Mess, CNN. Messed
2: it up on CNN and got it right CNN on CNN. Like, I butchered it. After.
1: Absolutely <laughs> butchered it. Um but uh I, I always want to say Diakite because of the kid from Virginia. Because it's not his name, yeah. I know, I know, but I I was <laughs> floundering. I didn't know what to do. I was You were floundering. Stammering. It was it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Even my wife and daughter who who don't even know his name knew I screwed you up. Yeah. Pretty much, they were like, "You're done." Um, all right, Arizona USC, the late night game on ESPN, eleven. Like you said, Borzola, this is kind of a big one for Arizona if they want to keep the number one seat.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and I don't know if they're going to be desperate because you know they're, they're a pretty comfortable team, but I mean, yeah. they need to show something. I mean, losing by sixteen at Colorado. Now, every team has a slip up, but sixteen at Colorado. You know, like we said, they've beaten four definite ncaa tournament teams all year that's it um and like i said they're the most precarious one seed moving forward they like one one loss and i can see them dropping you know three four five spots even behind your your precious badgers um so i think they come out bounce back game for them uh and i think they went on the road at usc
3: I like Arizona too. Whenever they were playing at Utah, they looked unbelievable, and Kurt yep. Chrisa went yeah. bonkers with the triple double. And then you're playing at altitude again, back-to-back games, going to Colorado. I can't remember. Doster made this point: like two straight games, like there's not many teams that sweep that road trip it's because road it's tough. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a brutal yeah. road trip. It was Senior Night at Colorado. I guys, I've done training at altitude. You can't get a breath. Like, like there's nothing you can do. And it, you could tell by the way, Arizona was one getting back on defense Two, They were, couldn't match up because they couldn't talk because they couldn't breathe. So I'm, I'm willing to give them a pass on that one, even though, you know, Colorado isn't great. I'm willing to give them a pass on that one. I think they end up being beating U, USC uh, at their place. All
1: right. couple more hot seats, and then we'll take a few more questions uh, and do our uh, cheers of the night and call it a night. Uh, I'm not letting Borzello get out of this one without talking about a couple of ACC coaches. Uh, We'll start with Jeff Capel, who's owed a billion dollars. So I don't think they're going to be able to buy him out. Uh, I do think, again, next year, if he doesn't win, he's gone. And the big question then becomes, do they hire uh, Field of 68, own Sean Miller? Well, because I think, I, I think
2: the, the buyout, oh, I think it gives them an easy excuse to kick the can down the road. If they fire yeah. Capel now, they can't really hire Sean until and everything clears. You, you could. You, you could, you could, 100%. I mean,
1: Bruce Pearl, listen, Bruce Pearl got it. the same level one violation. More, I
2: think they'd become more comfortable hiring him a year from now. Is of is course. I'm and I'm saying 100%. So you, kick, you kick the can down the road for a year, see if Capel turns around. If not, your buyout's like $10 million less, and right. you should be able to, Get Sean Miller next year. Now, will they? I have no idea. But yeah. I just think this kind of gives him an easy excuse to say, "All right, we'll wait a year, see what I would happens with Sean, and then yep. and then make a run next year."
1: Yeah, and Heather like hired Jeff Capel, right? Yep. She That was her pick. So if she doesn't give him another year, and the deputy is, is admitting AD the failed.
2: so if if she right. was not the one pushing for that, and it was her yep. number two, he's not even there anymore. So I just think I'm with you. Kind of all, yeah.
1: Almost fifteen million dollars is a buyout. So yep. I that's hard. I don't know I don't who's think it's five, and it's, and it's like
2: five next year, so that's right. An enormous yeah. difference. Uh,
1: Kevin Keats, NC State. Um, I'll give you some numbers here. Uh, fifth season, he got hired from UNCW. Uh, he's about a little bit under 500 in ACC play. They've been bad this year. They're last, they're tied with Georgia Tech for last in the league. You can't do that, those fans. They do not accept that. I mean, they, they they think they should be beaten. The only good thing is that Carolina kind of stinks this year, but Carolina just beat them pretty good. So this has been a rough year. The fan base is pretty much – they're frustrated. They've probably had it with Kevin Keats. Is Kevin Keats done? Is this a 50-50 deal, Borzella? What do you think?
2: I don't think he's done. He is one that I, I kind of moved up the the ladder a little bit. I mean – the. To me, the the one that's sw- when they lost at home to Boston College, uh, to me, I was like, that's Bad that's loss. brutal. I mean, they've, they've lost five in a row at home. That's tough. And so I, I think he's in trouble. I mean, I, I do think he got a little bit of a, a raw deal because he would probably would have made the tournament in the pandemic year. But he's not yep. the only one that, you know, suffered the same fate. Um, and so you can look at it and say he's made one tournament in five years and, and he's never really. And even the the year that he made it in the year, he would have made it. I mean, that was a pure bubble seasons you know he's never really taken the next step and and made them a a, you know an acc title contender or anything like that it's always been kind of right around that middle of the pack and so this year i mean i still think it's it's kind of 50 50 maybe trending in the wrong direction for him um but i don't think well and
1: you know listen the other thing is you know if you're boo corrigan their ad if you make a move now you can get archie miller the other Former field of NC States. The other Right. Field of Another uh, one. Yeah. I mean, listen, we got dudes here. We yeah. hired a bunch of dudes uh, that, I mean, we got guys that they're, are in.
2: They're, 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 they're calling you. Real to all-star roster over here. To the, to, to, I mean, T.O.
1: is going to be in the mix for Clemson by the end of this show.
2: Yeah. That's no true. He's going to be the associate to whoever takes over. That's
3: be. The, that's right. That's right. I, so, I've heard. I've heard that uh, that Keats is safe though, because I think he's getting a grace period with Manny Bates being hurt. Because I think they were the injuries.
2: I mean, so they had I mean, the injury issues they had this year and
3: the NCAA real. stuff. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, I, 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 I would think he, he gets another. I, year. I would. I would give him another year to turn it around. Give him a, I would too. One more year. I would sixth too. Year, and then if he yep. does make the tournament this year six, I get it. But I mean, I'm I, with I, you. I think it's been tough for him.
1: All right, let's 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 get a couple more questions out of the chat, Greg, and then we'll end with maybe some Chris Collins. Uh,
2: well, Hopkins yeah, at Washington? La- Laval Jordan talk?
1: Hop, Hop's owed $9.3 million, yeah, and, and, and they're and $500 they just, in the league. And they
2: just paid their football coach to right. go away. I think it's
1: price. Laval price. Jordan, I'll just mention that quickly. Yeah. Listen, nobody knows what the hell is going to happen there because Barry Collier, their AD, former basketball coach, is about as uh, close to the vest as it gets. My, my guess is he'll call Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens will tell him to give Lavelle another year, and he'll give him another year.
2: Yeah, I would lean in that direction too. All right, couple
5: what do we got questions. Greg? What do we got, Greg? Will will the Rhode Island job open up?
1: I think so. I think yeah, so, too. I, I, I don't think he wanted to hire David Cox. Thor is, is the AD there. I know him. Um, but I think he felt like he had to because the players wanted David Cox. So he hired him. They've been okay uh, this year. They have not been very good, and uh, yeah, I, I could see a move being made there.
2: As the field of sixty-eight, uh, Honcho,
1: have, have you
2: heard the the whispers about your coworker uh, being in the mix for that one?
1: Uh, Archie? Archie, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, every a ten I, I,
2: I think it would be a little bit of an odd fit, just kind of regionally. But I mean, the whispers are real.
1: Every a ten job that opens should go after yeah. Archie Miller. Everyone period. Yeah. I don't, whatever it is, UMass, URI, they should all call Arch. I don't know if he'd go there. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking he'd go to URI yeah. or UMass. I, I, he can do better. He can do better than both of those jobs in my opinion. So I, I don't think he goes to either. I think, I think um, John Becker would be a, a good fit at Rhode Island.
3: Yeah. I, do I think too.
0: at, at I, some
2: point he's, I, well, I mean, I guess this would, there's not too many more at some points for him, but like, he should have have had a better job by now, and this might be the yes. one.
1: Yeah, I think Becker could be in there for UMass and URI. A uh, uh, Pat Scary who's flipped it again. Mm-hmm. If they get to the tournament this year, they just tied for you know share of the, well, the. I mean, that, and that's title. the
2: thing. That if they get to the tournament, like that's right. they, you know all these mid major guys. We probably mentioned twenty of them on the on the show. Like, Becker, it doesn't it, matter. Becker's right, been because he's he's been to like eight tournaments. But yeah, Correct. I mean, a lot of these other guys, right. It, what happens in the next week and a half will probably determine whether they, they get hired or not. Yeah, Greg, no doubt. All right. We're going to we we're gonna get to three more
5: quick, quick ones and then we'll go to yep. the, the cheers. Yep. From go MC ahead. Lee. Go do you think Marquette is a forever home for Shaka? I don't
2: know about forever, but I think it's going to be his his home for the foreseeable future. I don't, know, I, I don't see yeah. him leaving for pretty much anything else.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't try. either. I don't either. I think Shaka is there for a while. He'll yep. have enough success. It fits him well. And, uh, yeah,
3: Texas just didn't fit him. They, the, they got the money up there at Marquette, too. Yes. So like, oh, he's yeah. in a he great spot. Really well.
2: Basketball yes. school, tons yeah. of money, tons of resources.
3: Yep. He's happy. Yep, yep, agreed. All
2: right,
5: from Dawson, what job does Grant McCaslin land if he leaves UNT?
2: I think Mississippi State and Kansas State would be perfect for him. Yep. Um, I, I, think, I think he's a terrific coach. Um, and, and But those two I think he could have his eye on.
1: Magic Mac, It's
3: his name? Magic Mac. Yeah, I'll, like, I'll
2: let you roll with that. One. Why, hasn't, why hasn't Why
3: uh, hasn't Matt McMahon made a jump anywhere? Because it seems like Murray hasn't had the, the opportunity mix. yet. Yeah. yeah, hasn't had it yet. I mean, again, you gotta you gotta think the
1: SEC didn't flip last year. Nothing hmm. flipped. You know, there hasn't been a ton in the Big Twelve that's flipped. I mean, it, TJ Otzenberger was a lock for Iowa State as soon as it opened that never even got to a search. So, you know, I mean, a lot of those jobs, Kansas, Texas was beard before it ever, you know, it opened, it was done. There was no, no
2: process. And, and, and remember last spring, there was a lot of promotions from within assistant coach hires. Mark there, weren't Adams. As much, there weren't, yeah. Yeah. All that. I mean, right. there were, I think there was like seven assistant coach or promotions, but right. we so were not a lot of mid majors moving last year.
5: All Next. right. The the final Next. question that I've got, there's a lot of people talking The chat is a buzz with this. Uh, Mama Hog, Goodman. We've got yeah. questions. Yeah. Could you outdrink yeah. Mama Hog? Could you beat Mama Hog one-on-one to 21? I don't know where you want to take that. I'd like to know the answer to both personally, but what do you think?
1: I mean, you'll see it down in New Orleans. There's no way I could out-drink Mama Hog. There's no <laughs> way. I mean, I'd be on the floor. Mama Hog, you'll still be... she said she could put down 12. 12 beers, no problem. Coors Lights, whatever it's going to be. Borzello's seen me. I mean, after about six, seven. A couple of blue pretty.
2: couple of blue moons and, and you're right. calling it a night.
1: Yeah, pretty I could probably go six <laughs> blue moons. Well, see the thing you about know? New Orleans
2: is it's it's a lot, it's a, it's a big mixed drink town. A lot, a lot you of you haven't those done
1: months, New Orleans. How many years has it been since we did New Orleans?
2: Twelve, I wanna say. Oh my God. That's
1: how long it's been?
2: That's that's the last time I was there. I'm pretty I young. was yeah.
1: young. Was yeah, I don't
2: know. I don't know if you were young, but I was, I was young. I was young.
3: You I were young. Been.
2: I was 24, 24, yeah.
3: Ooh, yeah were the evil. best fishing in the United States is down there in New Orleans. I don't fish, but I – We are not going to fish. We're, we're not down fishing. There to no fishing. Just so you
1: know, there'll be no fishing.
3: No we're fishing. You need to go fishing. And me versus
1: Mama Hagen one-on-one, I don't know. I feel like she's throwing elbows. She's
3: throwing bows that are you're, like –
2: like, You're also not very good. Well, you're really, you're listen, really
3: not good. You wouldn't they let me repl- – the is the gamble? Is the bet still available? You got to grab a rim down there. Are we still? I'm gonna try.
1: Road? I haven't really done. I haven't done anything except put on another five pounds. But I'm gonna try. <laughs> I mean, the problem is, listen. Here's the problem. I would go down the park, but like it snows every friggin' week here. You can't even do it. I can't You're even go to the park. Stop. I go, there's You're a park done. right across the street. You are not
2: going to the. Park.
1: I would go to the park. Shoot a few, you know, free throws, just get loose and then then show my hops Shoot a and a few free throws. Grab some grab yeah, some rim. It. Yeah, like I absolutely I could <laughs> yeah, I'm not I, I'm I'm not gonna be in any position to jump homo. I'm not. It's gonna be sad. It's gonna be really no. sad. All right, three cheers, boys. Um, to you're
3: up first. Yeah, uh cheers to only Caleb Love's last seven minutes, seven minutes of that game. The first, I'm not drinking to the first uh, 38 minutes, but the last seven minutes. All right. I'll drink All right. Caleb Love,
1: you might have saved Caleb Carolina's Love. season tonight. You might have. Cheers. So, uh, so. Is that me? You're up. Pat. scary. Oh, you stole it. No, it
2: happened against my blue hen. So I, I, uh, I have to do it uh all right all right it, it was pretty disappointing the way delaware blew that lead in about four minutes but
1: <laughs> <You dick>. um, <laughs> i've looked up i've looked up i'm like wait there were there were 19 18 and
2: change and then it, there's like 12 minutes left they're down six i'm like okay i guess what i guess it's what over.
1: happened there
2: a little struggle we struggled it's all right it's all right but pats gary towson one seed in the caa 20 game improvement from last season uh, they won four games last year. They've won 24 first league titles since 1994. And according to Bart Torvik and other metrics that you've probably never heard of, Goodman.
1: they are I know top, Bart.
2: They I'm are a top, Bart. a top 40 team in the country, number 38 in the country over the last month. Really? Yes, number 38 in the country in efficiency wow. margin. Wow. Yep. Wow, that's, so, that's so, impressive. So cheers to Pat Scarry and Towson and Bart Torvik.
1: Um. I'm going to go.
2: You're
1: just not going to cheers? Okay. No, I'm going to cheers. I'm going to cheers to uh, Cal transfer Matt Bradley at okay. San Diego State. Had 30 points tonight in a win. Oh, I'm going to cheers to Scary first. Yes. I'm there you go. To I was waiting
2: Sorry. for that. I, Scary, remember.
1: who, remember, bailed on us in Vegas a few years ago. I do remember and, that. And we pay, he paid the price for a while for that. But yeah. he's back. He's back in our good graces because you don't you don't just completely um, bail on us when we when Did, we didn't when he just we... like
2: disappear wasn't he like with us he didn't show turned... no no he yeah. didn't even show oh, the right, night right, right that was a... we
1: invited him we were counting on his money and he never showed he dude, never dude, showed How about that
2: counting
1: on his unbelievable. money. unbelievable <laughs> counting on the big scary money never happened all right um, Matt Bradley. Cal transfer of San Diego State—they're fighting right now to get in. I mean, this was a huge. Yeah. Who would have thought? I would say four, this at the end. Four of the year. bid Mountain West. Four bid Mountain West. Yeah, I mean, seriously, four bid Mountain West. It's been a while. Craig Thompson's got to be happy to commission to the Mountain West, and Brian Dutch has got to be ecstatic with Matt Bradley's performance tonight—a uh, thirty-piece in in Laramie right, against good. Wyoming. Yeah. Cheers, Matt Bradley. Matt Bradley has the Jeff Borzello body, by the way.
3: You know, he's got that
2: unbelievable physique. I was say, is, he,
3: is he that cut up? Is he that oh no. well is not I, quite as I've been cut
2: going off. to Orange Theory four times a week since October. I'm I'm slim.
1: Well, you know what? The you got with the headband on. With the headband. Exactly. Yeah, do you have the headband? Uh
2: man, I have a I have a collection of headbands. Let's it's see like, your look.
1: headband that you wore this morning. It's which headband?
2: It's upstairs. It's a pink what color? It was a pink one today.
1: Pink? You wore a Really, yeah. I bet you. Honestly, Tio would wait for you to get. Can you get the pink headband, or is it in uh, the in the in the room where like you wake up somebody?
2: I mean, you really want me to run upstairs and get? Yes, I the want to see you out. with a
1: pink headband on. Absolutely, I will wait. All right, hold why on. Why do you on. need Absolutely. a
3: headband, Borzello? Why do you need a headband? You got all that hair. Hair, hang- hair oh. falls down. I, course, I just want to see
1: wanna... the pink headband. All right, hold we need. On. I'll, we I'll, be need right back.
3: I'll be right back.
1: Pink heady Borzello, like like this is just. I know, I know, Tio, It's past your bedtime. Ooh, I know, I'm good. I know. All yeah, right, while while, yeah, while we go. wait for the pink yeah. headband, let's get yeah. a couple more
5: yeah, questions because yeah, I, I got people go. on, on me go. here. Colin right. wants to know right. what's Tennessee's yeah. ceiling. Can they make a
1: final four? Go ahead, To.
3: Go ahead, To. To. Their off their offense has just been so inconsistent, and like who they have a little bit of the same problem Texas Tech has. Like their defense is great, but who's their guy? Uh, I, I think you're looking at the ceiling being a. I want to say sweet 16, maybe an elite eight, but I think I'm leaning more towards sweet 16 just because that lack of offensive firepower consistently.
1: All right, here he is. Here he is.
3: What kind of head? What is this? What is that? Your headband.
1: What What is
3: that (laughs) that thing? What is that?
1: Oh my God. This is Holy crap. Are you a softball pitcher? Somebody's got to take a picture of this Doster. We want this plastered everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, this is wow. Wow. The women must be all over you at Orange Theory. They like me. They
2: do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. All right, Greg, listen. We can't take another question. After seeing this, I I have to go to sleep. I cannot have this vision. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't have this vision Go to sleep of Borzello in this pink headband. Is with his, headband,
3: his... Jeff, you know what it is. Like I, was like I was expecting like a, a Kirk Crease cre- 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 like headband.
2: Oh, no. I, I, just keep, I just do it to keep the, the hair from falling. Jeff, off. you got oh, out. Very... The chat
5: wanted to see the Kirk Crease headband from you. I don't
2: need that. I don't want a big headband. I just need something to keep my hair up.
1: Yeah, Standard. no. I, I can't outdo him. I have the Kirk Crease headband right here. I mean, if the chat really wants me to finish out with the Kirk Chrisa headband, I can do it. But I, I don't. Th- I, I, I don't think I can top this pink headband look by Boris. Game changer. Just, man. And this is just a I used level. to wear.
2: I used to wear headbands all the time.
1: Will you wear this in New Orleans?
2: Uh, no.
1: You won't uh, wear it out. Nah, no, probably not. I think you, you should bring it with you. Pack it just it in me. case.
2: Come you to Orange Theory with me in New Orleans.
1: If we get you're not going to go to Orange Theory. I, I was about in New to Orleans. say, are you going to make I, it to Orange Theory? I might go. Orleans? I might
2: go in San Antonio. But I won't go you're in You're definitely not. You're no definitely
3: you're not, not going to New Orleans. In New Orleans Is that where you're at? Okay. Is that where you're at in the Sweet 16? Yeah. In the lead eight? Yeah. Okay, wait. Right. And with, Jeff, that, Jeff, Jeff, and with wait. that. Sorry. David Bentley yeah. insists yeah.
5: we end with this. He says, he, he's telling me, ask about the mosquito. What does that mean? Ask t- ask about Birmingham and the mosquito.
3: It wasn't oh, Birmingham. It was the, the mosquito. Peach mosquito? mosquito? Yeah. When it Doster and T.O. Uh, left me to die? That right, one? I did it. Hold on you didn't (laughs) it was Doster I was like hey man I'm really concerned I'm really concerned about Jeff right now Rob's like he's gonna be fine he's he's not almost died I mean
1: I almost died in Doster I'm telling you I will leave him for dead if if I get the opportunity I will absolutely leave Rob Doster for dead because he did it to me all right listen uh thanks to everybody for joining us tonight On Field of 68 after dark, thanks to Jeff Brazella for making his debut. He might get another opportunity uh, here in a couple weeks. Uh, Thanks to Terrence Oglesby. Everybody, again, make sure you come back every single night. Make sure you subscribe uh, on that YouTube, and we'll see you tomorrow.
4: It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging.